honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on thesportstuff.com. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I'm your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on thesportstuff.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Welcome back on board once again today. Well, a fun week. Fun week, you know, just kind of ups and downs and injuries at the end in, in the Boston game, unfortunately. I don't know, man. Those Celtics are pretty good, aren't they? They're tough to beat, um, but the Wolves start the week out beating the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, back-to-back years where we beat the Warriors, this time in Target Center. We'll get one more crack at the Warriors in April, just like last year. Who knows? But unfortunately, that'll be a back-to-back, all thanks to that stupid condensation on the Target Center floor last week with the Blazers. So, yeah, i got to play the Blazers on April the 3rd. And, of course, the Warriors on April the 4th. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Maybe we pull off something crazy. Um, the Wolves-Victors, this is the first of the back-to-back. And, unfortunately, carrying over into the Bucks game, things didn't go so well there. And then, wow, we whoop on the Warriors. And then, or, excuse me, the Wizards. We beat the Wizards and the Warriors. So there you go. NES action going on there. An old NES game. Wizards and Warriors. And the Celtics game, as I kind of predicted. It's just, I don't know. That's a tough team to beat. Um, they've beaten everybody of... They've beaten everybody that really counts this year. Uh, it's, it's incredible. Everybody of quality, like the Warriors, the the Cavaliers, and of course us. They swept the Timberwolves this year. So, yeah, we're going to talk about the four games preview. Three games, very extremely tough schedule, i got to say, in the next three. I don't know. <laughs> it's going to be tough to get a win out of any of those. And if the Wolves come out of that one, one and, one and two, it's like, okay, well, yeah, um, Coming out 0-3 is possible, and I'm not trying to be negative. It's just, it's really, really a tough tough schedule coming up. We'll talk about that segment number two. Let's get moving here. Andrew Wiggins and co. Andrew aggressive in this game and looked a lot better overall. Poor shooting percentage. 9 of 21 from the floor. Not the worst ever, but still... I like to I like the aggression and it was good to see Carl Anthony Towns overall just awesome in the game. Hard to believe he only had twenty three points, but this gets him to twenty, which is a new franchise record, passing Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> Kevin Garnett had sixteen twice, uh, sixteen uh, sixteen consecutive games of twenty and up. Uh, Andrew Wiggins beat it this year of nineteen, and during the the time Carl uh, Anthony Towns was in his own streak, about a game behind Wiggins. Uh, actually, yeah, literally a game behind Wiggins. This is the Phoenix game. And Jan 24, Carl Anthony Towns would go all the way up to 21, where unfortunately he would end against the Celtics. Um, but uh, actually, this is 19 then. Pardon me. 19 right here. Tying Andrew Wiggins, 23 points, 9 rebound performance. Looked looked better than it was, uh, but <laughs> my goodness, uh, just about everybody's strong in this game. I swear, everybody that got a chance to play, uh, Dunn and Jones were okay. Dunn, though, the turnovers. I'd say he was the worst player for the Wolves in this game. Uh, but still not that bad. Limited minutes, limited action. Really, only seven guys saw minutes in this game of, of real note, I'd have to say, and that's the usual five, uh, including Brandon Rush. Of course, one of the five now because there's no Zach Levine, and his minutes limited due to, well, Shabazz Muhammad playing strong like he always does against the Warriors, 11-8, and eight, and, of course, attacking the basket and being aggressive. Bill, Bill Itza with a double-double, kind of like that. Strong overall game. The Wolves led the whole way. It got shippy where Draymond Green basically like slashed uh, or, you know, forearmed 
Carl Anthony Towns in the face after a foul. He's just getting frustrated, can't keep up with Towns. Towns is too quick, too tall, too good, all that. But really, I think Green was okay against Towns, but Towns obviously is a better player. So, his what it is there. Green struggled the whole night, only one of eight from the floor. Patrick McGraw, I'm still wondering who that is. Zaza Pachulia got to start in the game because, well, no, you know, what's his name is all long gone. Andrew Bogut, so it kind of is what it is there. Uh, Steph Curry attempted 27 shots in the game. Clay Thompson was really the better player, and he usually is when it comes to the Wolves. It's always Clay Thompson. Uh, Curry aggressive late, but luckily the Wolves able to hang on by a point. Andrew Wiggins very aggressive late, getting to the free throw line. Um, the thing is, the Wolves led the whole game, which was fun, and that's kind of been a trend of late, where the Wolves have been playing so strong that they build leads and hang on to them, and just they're just up by 10, 15 the whole time, like the Wizards game. So much fun. But that fourth quarter was quite a scare. I mean, the Warriors were up. The Warriors scored the first ten points pretty much in the first quarter. It was ten to two. They first scored ten out of the first twelve points in that fourth quarter. It was scary as all hell. But the Wolves luckily able to hang on as they respond, despite Clay Thompson and Curry starting to go off, especially Kelly Thompson, who ended up with thirty points in the game. Big back and forth overall night, but really appreciated Wiggins. Uh, see, I mean, you beat the Warriors by attacking the basket either drawing fouls or hopefully getting through without even getting hacked and getting in, getting the ball in the basket. And th- that's really how you beat the Warriors. I mean, if you try to beat them at their own game, it works once in a while and really not that often. So, yeah, uh, that's how LeBron James did it. And he had help from Kyrie Irving from three-point range and attacking the basket overall. I mean, it has to be a combination of both, honestly. And, wow, I mean, Wiggins and Towns attacking that basket as much as they did, it really helped. Towns even heading a couple of threes, but he just was in, you know, you can't say Towns is in rare form because he's always good like this. I mean, <laughs> just an awesome play as he was getting fouled and kind of a backwards spin spin off the rim. Just an awesome play during the course of the game. Um, just so impressed with how Carl Anthony Towns continues to get better and better. And a guy that's definitely helped the Wolves cause is Ricky Rubio. I mean, another double-digit assist game. Now he's been scoring... Now he's been scoring in the upper teens to, to low 20s this week. Just an amazing week for Ricky Rubio. Fun overall night. Scared the hell out of us, though, when Wiggins got to the foul line. Wolves up by one. Misses both free throws. And the next thing you know, Curry puts up a shot, misses, and then, yay, oh, goody, we can't get the rebound. Curry gets a nice little floater. Yeah, it's like, here we go. And, of course, he's got to do all his chest pumping and all that. We're happy for you, Steph. We're happy for you. Uh, he did pass his dad, Del Curry, so that's good. He got over that 12,300 mark, and there you go. Um, he has passed uh, his father's Del Curry already in total career points in the NBA. So that didn't take too long. <laughs> and if Curry stays healthy, he'll get to 30,000 the way he's going. Probably. It is what it is. I'm not a big fan of his because he's just so damn cocky. You know, <laughs> I would like him more if his personality was a little bit just a little bit more reserved, but it's not going to happen. So some people just are like that, and you have to deal with it. If you either watch the game or turn it off, I guess, and I'll watch it as long as the Wolves beat them, I suppose, right? <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll watch it as long as the Wolves are playing at the bare minimum, I would have to say. Uh, otherwise, if the Warriors are on, I prefer not to watch <laughs> unless it's the postseason. I just get tired of looking at it. Um, but, yeah, uh, Warriors really gave the Wolves a scare. Again, Wiggins missing both free throws. He would draw another foul. And I got to say, I'm really starting to develop a dislike for Steve Kerr. I mean, I liked him with the Bulls. But pardon my French, he is a whiny little bitch. I mean, he complains about everything. And you know what? 
calls didn't go their way, but it just, I, I just get this sense of entitlement and it gets on my bleeping nerves. I already don't like you and you're making it worse, you know, and I know you don't care how I feel, but if I feel this way, I'm pretty sure there's a lot more people that feel this way. I mean, a lot of people don't like this team already because of the whole Kevin Durant BS and it's just the whiny entitlement. It's just getting on my nerves and it's been going on for years now and it's really starting to build up. Like Kerr is really, really getting under my skin of like, I mean, the whole game, it's like complain, 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 complain. And those Wiggins fouls were fouls. I'm sorry. And luckily, he did make both of them. <sighs> the Warriors were able to get a jump ball called. Yay, which was meaningless. With 0.4 seconds left, if you're whining about a jump ball with 0.4, 0.3 seconds left, what's the point? I mean, what are you going to do? Tip it in off the jump ball? I mean, uh, okay. And luckily, that didn't happen. The Wolves win by one. 103, 102. Whew, okay, let's move on. I got I got my I got my frustration off my chest. I'm just tired of Steve Kerr. I'm sorry, I'm tired of him. Uh that was Friday, March the tenth. Uh Saturday, March the eleventh, back to back. The Bucks have been on a winning streak and they showed. It it, it shows. And it was in Milwaukee. I miss the old, old days of the Bucks, but I miss the old days of everything, it seems like, <laughs> except the Wolves, I suppose. Even though it was good times, it's just they stunk. And Andrew Wiggins stunk. Uh, he didn't have the motivation in this one, and I, I don't know if he was burnt out from the game before where he put all that energy in. I don't know if he got beat up. I mean, yeah, he did get beat up a little bit, but mm, I don't know. Uh, Andrew Wiggins stunk. 3 of 13 from the floor, only 11 freaking points. I mean, that's freaking awful. That is freaking horrible. But it is what it is. It is what it is. Carl uh, Anthony Towns back at it again. I mean, this guy is just, you know, when I compare him to David Robinson, and I always say, you know, the real David Robinson, pre-Tim Duncan, pre-Broken Foot, all that, you know, the one that was MVP, it was unbelievable. Like, he was the best player pretty much in the league during the mid-90s, early to mid-90s. He was one of the best. Well, he wasn't the best player, uh, you know, up to 93-ish. But for a little while there, he was as good as it gets. For a little while, him and Hakeem Olajuwon ruled the NBA uh, with, with, with an iron fist. I mean, it was unbelievable. And that's what Carl's looking like to me, more and more and more. The only thing missing is the shot blocking, and he did get two blocks in the game, 35 and 14. I mean, those are Robinson-type numbers. Overall, awesome game. Uh, I, you know, I, I would have just kept feeding him in this one. But when you have a guy like Wiggins shooting the way he is, and of course he's going to demand shots, and you and you got to think he's going to break out of it at some point, and it, it just was one of those games where he just wasn't going to break out of it. Again, is he just worn out? Is he beat up? Is it all the above? It probably is, but, well, Carl got hit a lot more in the game. Andrew needs to bulk the frick up. I mean, he really does, because Carl, you could tell he's bulked up. He's bulked up significantly, and he's only a, a quote-unquote sophomore in the NBA. So, hmm, 35 and 14 performance. He even made 3 of 5 from downtown. Slow down on the threes, but hey, at, at least he shot well in this one overall. A fun game for Carl, and he kept the Wolves in the game. But the Bucks, despite really nobody majorly standing out for them, I mean, nobody was that great, except for, I guess, Tony Snell. I mean, Tony Snell? Who the hell is Tony Snell? Eh, he's all right. And, and Greg Monroe was just, you know, I don't know, he's usually his usual annoying self. He's got a little bit of uh, DeAndre Jordan in him in terms of the scoring side, not the defensive side. He's not nearly like that guy defensively, but just always seemed to get in those little close shots in there, you know, getting physical and getting the ball in the basket. He wasn't that good in the game, but he made the shots he needed to when it mattered. Um, uh, it was cool to see Thon Maker start, but that was it. You didn't really see anything else. I mean, five minutes, and that was about it. It's kind of <laughs> worse than Garnett starting with his 15 minutes. 
<laughs> Terrence Jones inked for the Bucks the rest of the year to replace uh, Larry Sanders, right? now from a couple of years ago. I'm just messing around. But uh, congratulations to Terrence Jones getting back in the NBA. Um, would have liked the Wolves to get him in the draft a couple of years ago in 2011. And, of course, maybe just pick him up. And we could use him now with Bielitsa Hurt along with Lance Stevenson. I'll talk more about that. Uh, Stevenson drawing some DNPs this week, which was kind of frustrating. It's like you feel bad for the guy drawing DNPs, and then he comes back, and he gets hurt again, hurts the same ankle. We'll talk about that later against the other green club. The, the green clubs were, were pretty dangerous to the Wolves this week. Um, the Bucks able to beat the, the Clippers last night, too. I mean, this team is playing great. And you know what? I'm happy for them. This isn't the Packers, you know? This isn't the Wisconsin Badgers. It's the Milwaukee Bucks. And I'm not saying that to bring them down. It's just there's no division rivalry. There's no border battle. There's no real hate for Minnesota and Milwaukee in terms of, you know, and really the Brewers, that's kind of old news too because they moved over to the National League in baseball. Um, Timberwolves never have been in the same division as the Bucks, even though it would be kind of fun to be with Chicago, Milwaukee and all that, just like, you know, Indiana. It would be kind of cool, you little Big Ten and a little, uh, you know, NHL and, and NFL type of situation going on there. It'd be kind of cool, but it's not going to happen anytime soon that we know of. The Bucks uh, split the season series. The Wolves slaughtered the Bucks back on December the 3rd, 30th, pardon me, and March 11th was just not the Wolves' day. Overall, a struggle from Andrew Wiggins. Carl and, and Rubio led the way in a big way, and they led the way most of this week. Wiggins' strong game against the Warriors, an awful game against the Bucks, Delhi, Delhi, and all that. That's Matthew Deladova out of Australia. My Australian buddies, the Australian mafia out there. So many of you guys, and I just love you all to death. New Zealand as well, but uh, yeah, I mean, Delhi, yep, they they love their Aussies in the, in the NBA, and uh, you know, good for him. He's doing a good job in Milwaukee. He, he lost a lot of minutes in Cleveland last year with uh, a, a guy by the name of Kyrie Irving being healthy. I think he made a slight difference against Golden State. You know, I, I think that made a little difference from one year to the next in the finals, but we'll leave that alone to all the, you know, just kind of a little shout-out to the, the haters of the Cavs on that one. I don't know why they hate them too that much, but oh well. Yeah. Uh, Monday, March the 13th, let's talk about something positive. Now, this is just another example how the Wolves are just, hmm, they're so much better now. I mean, they really are. And this was an example of how good the offense is. You know, the defense has improved significantly and it's fun to watch but the offense is spectacular <laughs> i mean when these guys are on they're on and carl another just another explosion and a guy by the name of ricky rubio that we wanted to trade away and i was for it because i'm ready to you know i mean i was okay with the thought of tyus jones and uh, chris dunn getting a, a more minutes instead of like about nine minutes a game and this one each of them played the exact amount of time, but you know, and I still love the both of them, and I think both of them will just will, will get plenty of time as their career progresses. Scotty Brooks, Scott Brooks, former Timberwolf point guard, little feisty little son of a gun, but but a likable guy. He's not Steve Kerr. He's not a jackass. Um, yeah, good for you, Steve Kerr. Um, but whew, good job by Washington recovering after a slow start. Man, they're kicking butt right now, winning the Southeast. But with that point made. Enough accolades going to Washington, and let's give them all to the Timberwolves because this was freaking awesome. I mean, one one nineteen one oh four. Yes, it was a home game. We never win in the capital. Uh, go Trump, right? No, <laughs> Washington D.C. Right. <laughs> nice start though. Brandon Rush, Rubio dishing him out to Brandon Rush, making all all four of his three pointers in that first quarter. It was pretty fun to watch. Got the Wolves off to a quick start, and you know what? That's what starters are supposed to do. Get you off to a quick start. Rubio, 10 assists in the first quarter, ladies and gentlemen. 
Yes, Rubio. Yes, you. Uh, that instantly puts this son of a gun as an alpha wolf candidate, and easily <laughs> top two with Carl Anthony Towns for the week. There, that's a spoiler. Nemanja Bjelic in there too. What a fun game! Just fun. You know, I mean, he only missed one shot in the game. Only missed one three pointer. That's it. Sixteen points. Another ten rebound performance. Nemanja Bjelica showing you why the New York Knicks wanted him. Wanted him. Pardon me. That was kind of a weird way of coming out. Rubio, the only nine assists in the last three quarters. Oh, come on, Ricky. You should have gotten 30 assists in this game. That's ah, okay. Scott Skiles, former Washington Bullet Wizards, so to speak, you know, the same franchise, whatever, had 30 assists once for that club. 30 assists. Can you believe that? It looked like Ricky might have got there, but no, didn't happen. One up with 19. 22 and 19. Almost had a 20-20 game. I don't know. When's the last time a Timberwolf has done that? And I know Carl and Kevin Garnett and Kevin Love get the 2020s with the points and rebounds, but points and assists? It's never happened. And, man, that's too bad. That's too bad. One of the missed shots by Wiggins, that's all he does lately, is miss shots. You know, when he's... <laughs> it's just so frustrating. <laughs> Come on, Wiggins. You know I love you. You know I love you, Wiggins. Come on. get, get Just get, you know, just two back, back-to-back non-20-point games. Only 11 against Milwaukee, 15 against Washington, 5 at 15. Stop spoiling fun nights, Andrew. I mean, look at everybody else. Just having a ball, having a blast out there. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns with 39 to 13 in the game. What a blast. I mean, the Wolves led the whole way. Carl got in a little trouble with the technical foul, but overall, 39 and 13. I mean, need I say more? I mean, just, it's like he just makes it look so easy. At least he did it in this one. Let's. Get to the Celtic game when we get there. Doggone it. <laughs> I feel bad about that. But franchise record continuing to 21 consecutive games of 20-plus. A franchise record by a, by a pretty good margin now over Garnett. Five games over Garnett already. Only in his second season in the league. Pretty uh, pretty glowing numbers. And a pretty, pretty, pretty glowing numbers for, for this guy's future in this league. And especially for the Timberwolves. You're going to see a three-named guy at the top of a lot of stats in Timberwolves history. I wouldn't be surprised at all if he tops Garnett in total points. I mean, that's going to happen. As long as he stays healthy and he doesn't do a Kevin Durant or something like that, or a LeBron James, and I don't think he's going to, but just saying, <laughs> as long as Wiggins doesn't do that either. I hope he doesn't. Uh, we're going to see a lot of Carl Anthony Towns, though, at the top of a lot of stats for Wolves history if he keeps this up. And, uh, yeah, um, defensively, Garnett's got him beat, no doubt. But Carl still, you know, his defense is going to get better. And I think his overall game is going to be right there. Right right up there with the top in Timberwolves history. Uh, obviously, long way to go, but what an amazing start to a career. Please stay healthy. Please stay healthy. It'll be nice to see Zach come back healthy as well. Lance Stevenson, DNP. I mean, you bring him back and now you're DNPing the guy. It's kind of lame. And I know Shabazz had been playing well. He certainly didn't play well against this club uh, overall. But a fun, fun night for all of us Wolves fans. 119-104. Let's move on to the Celtic game. For the sake of time, I'm kind of dragging this, so my apologies. Ah, yeah, March 15th. This club can play. I mean, Brad Stevenson. Brad Stevens. Not Stevenson. I'm getting mixed up with Lance. Brad Stevens. My goodness. Did a great job with Butler. Taking them all the way to the NCAA final game. Of course, they, you always run into a freaking powerhouse every time you're on this wonderful run nice retro uniform by carl it's like the video just starts playing in the background you know automatically as you bounce around here looking at the numbers and this and that but yeah that was cool he was wearing a retro jacket and retro hat that was kind of cool 
Um, I don't like these Celtics third jerseys too much. You know, it's just, I, I don't know. I mean, I like the classic Celtic uniforms that never need to change. But I don't know. It is what it is. Well, regardless, the Celtic team is awesome. And Stevens, Brad Stevens is just, just doing a beautiful job in Boston. I mean, remember his first year there? I mean, it was just just random players, just meh, you know? And they still made the playoffs. It's just unbelievable. And last year they improved on it. They still lost, unfortunately. They ran into a seven-gamer with Atlanta. Still lost. That was a heartbreaker. This year, they're not going to lose in the first round. <laughs> no way. They're right up there with the Cleveland Cavaliers at the top of the East now. And it's not just because Al Horford got there. He's he's valuable, but he's nothing like Isaiah Thomas, man. I mean, that guy is the Eastern Conference version of Steph Curry. And yes, I said it. Um, awesome. Avery Bradley, valuable. is just as valuable as all get out. And what's amazing about this club is... See, you look at them, and it's like, okay, this is a this is a high-caliber, high-octane, fast, offensive club that can shoot the lights out, right? Sure, sure they can, but their defense is incredible. Just, there's a lot of little guys, but then there's the physical guys as well, the combination, and the little guys are good defenders. Thomas can defend. Bradley is an excellent defender at the, at the you know, he's kind of a combo guard, but he's playing shooting guard, and Marcus Smart's a really good defender, up and coming. He's still getting better and better, and I, I was impressed with him last night. Al Horford's an excellent defender. Amir Johnson. Jay Crowder, a guy who, you know, you don't hear about him much, but he can play too. Nice power forward, small forward for the Boston Celtics. He's basically a tweener, but he's a good tweener. Uh, Jalen Brown still developing. There's not too many rookies standing out at this stage. And Gerald Green, the former Celtic, doesn't see action anymore for some reason. Kind of sad. It is what it is, though. Um, but another thing i got to keep saying is... When I hear guys like Darren Doogie Wolfson, and you know what, I love the scoop and all that, and he, you know, he he's always kind of involved in rumors and everything, and he's he's right about a lot of stuff more than he used to be. He used to miss on a lot of them. He'd be right there. I'm sure there were conversations, but it seemed like it would always turn out to be something else. And now he's gotten really damn good. Like he was way ahead of the curve with the uh, Corey Brewer signing a couple of years ago. That was awesome. But um, every time I hear him say. Second round picks are worthless. Trade them away. Package them for this. Get them for that. We don't. Who cares about second round picks, dude? Do you know how many good second round picks are in the NBA right now? I mean, it's been going on. This is a trend, not a mirage. Isaiah Thomas is one of them. Pardon me. Sixtieth overall pick. I mean, Jake Crowder, a second rounder who can. He's he's a valuable player in this league. Nemanja Bialica, second rounder. You know, you can go on forever. Lance Stevenson, second rounder, and he was a good player. See, it's like. You know, you can't disvalue second-round picks. Just, you know, I understand you can't overvalue them either, but I'm not for just getting rid of second-round picks all the time and just randomly just take whoever and who cares because there's always somebody down there. I mean, you look at Kelly Olenek, a lottery pick type of guy, right at the end of the lottery, but still, eh, that's all he is. Look at look at Isaiah Thomas. Awesome. Look at Avery Bradley. You know, he's a valuable guy, though I believe he's a first-round pick. I'm starting to blank on that. And yes, he was 19th, but still kind of a later pick. But still, just saying, the second round, there's so many good players in the NBA that come out of the second round. You could go on forever, and there's so many, so many lottery picks that have busted out. They've been nothing in this league. So I, I will never disvalue second round picks. I mean, you could go on forever with Manu Ginobili. Uh, why am I forgetting him now? The uh, uh, Gilbert Arenas was a second round pick, and there's so many more. You could go on forever. So you gotta gotta go with that. Overall, nice to see Wiggins get back in the twenty point mark. He can finally start the new streak as Carl's comes to an end. Yeah, Carl, seventeen points, only able to attempt 
<laughs> set 14 shots. He did make half of them. I don't know. I, I don't know why they couldn't get it to him more. But one big problem, though, here that that's glaring, and it was, is, you know, you see it in the skyline, but you also saw it watching the game, too. I mean, it's obvious. One of five from three-point range. And he, he just, he was kind of going, reverting back to going outside again. Get in there. You know, I and Al Horford, uh, Al Horford beat him, and that sucks. Uh, come on. You know, Carl's better than Al Horford. 9-12 to 12 for him, 20-point game. He almost had a triple-double did Al Horford. Eight assists, nine rebounds. Isaiah Thomas, overall, just strong enough, 27 points. I mean, that's below average in scoring for Isaiah Thomas. That's how good he's gotten. He's making a hell of a name for himself in this league, and good for him. Really, seriously, good for him. He's doing great. Shabazz was awesome in the game, 21 points overall. Carl, 17, like I said. Wiggins back to 21, but still the same yucky didn't get, you know, he missed one, he, he missed three out of four free throws. What the hell, Andrew? Yuck. Nine of 23 from the floor. That's crap. Well, Rubio very strong again, getting into the 20-point mark. He's just been so good. 23-point uh, game for Ricky Rubio. He really held his own out there against Isaiah Thomas more than most of you would expect. And you know what? Good for him. I mean, with a good perimeter defense that this Celtic team has, Good on Ricky Rubio, an overall great game. Um, only seven assists, but it's going to happen when guys like Wiggins are missing their shots and Carl's not going down low as much as you'd like. Um, miraculously, Wiggins, Gorgie, and Towns all with four assists in the game. There was some great passing by Carl, too. Some of those passes were so nice, and you appreciate what you saw there. Tyus Jones getting a little bit quieter, but again, I mean, it just seems like he's just kind of bringing the ball up the court, and that's about it. Lance Stevenson and... Chris Dunn, as Dunn's go, uh, moving laterally, collides into Lance Stevenson's ankle, and Lance is out again. He's out again, and he was only in the game for two minutes. You finally got to see him out there, and he's out again. Future uncertain for Lance Stevenson, and yeah, Mr. Uh, Nemanja Bielica will get an MRI on his ankle today. So quite unfortunate. Bielica, as well as he was playing, hurt in the game with about 11 and a half minutes, so... Well, I wish I could give you an update on it, but it's too early to say at this stage, unfortunately. So, yeah. Um, I'm recording this on Thursday morning, just letting you know. So, I usually release these on Fridays. So, again, sometimes I record the game reviews on Thursday. So, that that's the thing. If there's been an update since, I do apologize. And maybe I'll get to a second segment I'll record. I'll mention it in the second segment if uh, it happens. So, I mean, if there's an update by, by Friday. So, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Again, apologize for that at the moment. But, um, mm, overall tough. Overall tough game. Celtics outplay the Wolves pretty dramatically. 117-104. They pull away after the Wolves look pretty promising for a little while there. Nice, strong third quarter. The Wolves look good. And the fourth quarter just went completely to the Celtics way. Pardon me, the Celtics had the good third quarter. The second quarter that was good for the Wolves that quickly dissipated towards the Celtics as well as the Celtics even things up there. And then again, third and fourth quarter, Boston just pulled away, kind of like the old Wolves in this one, unfortunately, in TD Garden. TD Garden, the TD Ameritrade Garden. Congratulations to the Celtics as they continue to look excellent in that Eastern Conference and they're selling tickets and good for them. Good for them. Uh, so that's it. Alpha Wolf Award today is going to go to Ricky Rubio. He has really led this club in a big way. Carl will get the honorable mention. He gets the award almost every week, but Ricky Rubio has just really become the point guard we always wanted him to be. He's become the guy that looked to be number two in the draft back in 09. Now, of course, he wouldn't be number two. You know who? You know, there's so many great players in the 09 draft. You got, you got obviously Steph Curry. 
Blake Griffin, yeah, you know, you can kind of, he's he's a mixed opinion guy because he's obnoxious, but he's still a very good player, but limited. He's not a good defender necessarily, but a great offensive player and all that. Blizz this and that. James Harden's one of the best players in the league. We mentioned Curry. We got Johnny Flynn, man, but no, other than that, Rubio looking like maybe, I don't know, one of the better, looking like he, looking like the guy a lot of us hoped he would be coming out of that draft. Um, we didn't necessarily think Curry was going to be what he was going to be. You knew he was an offensive threat, but, eh, you know. Um, but a lot of people saw Ru- uh, Rubio as a spectacular uh, playmaker coming into the league. Questionable shooter, but spectacular playmaker. And he's looking closer, closer to the guy a lot of us saw as a top five pick in the draft coming in. A top five. Even looked on as all the way as high as number two. James Harden, people saw him as a slow guy who couldn't play defense. Well, they were right about the defense part. He's CEO, you know, but he has become one of the better offensive players in the league over the past five over the past five to ten years. He's going to be he's going to be, he's going to continue to be that guy in the future. Here, it's been about seven years already. Wow, um, plays an old man game, but he plays it well. And of course, again, Curry, like we mentioned, he has some colossal busts in that draft that we don't need to mention, including the beat. But we'll leave the others alone. Tyreek Evans, meh, certainly not as good as uh, not as valuable as Rubio, and not even close to the others. So. Let's leave that alone. Alpha Wolf Award. Ricky Rubio, honorable mention to Carl Anthony Towns. Unfortunately, seeing the end of his 20-point streak in Boston, Massachusetts. Yes, sir. The <laughs> the Johnny Flynn Memorial, it's... Andrew Wiggins is, you know, he, he had a little bit of a Johnny Flynn, Flynn type of week. Chris Dunn, not too good, but I think he's, you know, he still provides a, a, a aggressive defense, and he's still there. He's not a Johnny Flynn uh, long-term, but Wiggins definitely huge disappointment this week. I mean, you expected a big game against Washington. What do you get? 15? Five and f- 15 points? Five of 15 from the floor? Really? Milwaukee, you expect a big game. What do you get? Three of 13? Really, Andrew? Really? Really? Good game against the Warriors and adequate game against Boston, but really not that good. Just the same old... Long two-point shot, brick. You know, woohoo! At least he made half of his threes. <sighs> Andrew, oh man, you know. Hopefully, you can hopefully you can get things back going again here. Frustrating week for young Mister Andrew Wiggins, number one pick in the twenty fourteen draft, traded for Kevin Love in the exciting summer of twenty fourteen. The Wiggins watch of twenty fourteen. Yes, sir. Well, let's get it back going to the Wiggins that we grew to love later in that rookie year as he looked like he's going to be a superstar and then at moments in the second year and at moments this year as well still could happen and still very much alive I've not given up on him in any way and obviously I mean still 21 points is 21 points it's just let's look a little bit better doing it and hopefully go a little bit beyond that still averaging about 23 a game just under that Carl at about 24.3 a game just just playing a great game great game overall Andrew at 22.9 a game at this stage. Ricky Rubio, again, the crappy start to the season is what hurt his numbers. Only at, a, only at 8.9 assists a game. You'd think it's like 10.5 or something, but, uh, you know, he's still playing well, at least long-term. Ultimately uh, strong overall week for Rubio in the last couple, last couple weeks, even to a month. He's been playing so much better, and we appreciate it very, very much. Let's wrap up this very long segment, because there was a lot to say. We preview only three games, should be a lot more brief, and then get to fan interaction with you guys all over the place. Will Andrew Wiggins shake out of his funk this week? Well, if we're going to make the playoffs, I sure as hell hope so. 
and we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number two, preview segment. Three games to preview today. We got the Miami Heat, the New Orleans Pelicans, and the San Antonio Spurs. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, and I know Miami and New Orleans are not really great teams, but the Wolves never beat them. I mean, never beat them. And we, of course, we never beat the Spurs either. Just once in a while. And we got to hope that this will be one of the once in the wilds here. It would be amazing if the Wolves could beat both uh, New Orleans and Miami. But uh, I, I I don't know. They've been kind of, the Wolves have been kind of downturning a little bit. That Boston game was disappointing. And of course, the injuries like we talked about. I'll talk about that in a second. Um, going into the segment number three, I do have an update. At least on Nemanja Bialica. He is out for the season after an MRI. It's a foot injury. There's just not many details given out, but he is out for the remainder of the season. So kind of harsh there. That's unfortunate. It must be an 8-10 to 10 week type of thing. I don't know if he has a broken bone in his foot or what the deal is. As for uh, Lance Stevenson, no update yet other than it's just he re-aggravated the grade 2 sprain on that left ankle. So, yeah, we're just kind of in limbo with him again. I, I, I feel bad for him. Uh, I can imagine the concern when you're on 10-day contracts and then it happens on each 10-day contract. All right, well, yeah, Miami has won seven out of their last ten. They had a ten-game win streak earlier in the season, and we got, you know, we were kind of a part of that, and they've been consistently good ever since. They're still ninth place, though, in the Eastern Conference. Again, like I said, seven out of ten, 33-35, so just under 500. They're actually tied with Detroit, but officially ninth at the moment for tiebreaker reasons, I suppose. Milwaukee Bucks have been playing super well, too. They're seventh seed. So the bottom of the East, a little bit dangerous down there for... Some of the some of the Cleveland Boston, but I'm sure Cleveland Boston will take care of business at the end of the day. Let's talk about the Miami Heat, the lava hot Heat. Hopefully the Wolves can beat them. <laughs> yep, um, really sad to see the left ankle of both Belitsa and Stevenson again. Like I just said, that's the injury report on the Wolves side. Yep, it just it is what it is on the Miami Heat side. Of course, Chris Bosh. I don't think he's playing again. Josh Mc, Josh McRoberts foot stress reaction way back in December 27. And Justin Winslow, sore shoulder in Jan 1st. So he's been, yeah, it's not been good for those guys. But overall, the Heat have been playing very well. They barely beat the Wolves back on Feb the 6th. And, of course, the season wraps up Friday, March the 17th. Again, happy St. Patrick's Day and all that good stuff. Wear your green, but don't be stupid. That's all. I don't know. That's just how I think. I know. I'm a little bit old school. Just be good. Be, be smart. Uh, Drogic was the dragon. He really was. 33-point performance. Hassan Whiteside, another double-double. Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins put in a pretty nice performance, to say the least. Tyus Jones really showed up. He was awesome. And Rubio, another 13-assist type of game. It was a very entertaining basketball game. I mean, you have Towns at 35, Wiggins at 27. You figure, well, gee, the Wolves won, right? But no, Miami was that much better. They just hit the shots they needed to, particularly guys like Goran Dragic. And somebody named Rod- Rodney Magruder, Magruder, pardon me, uh, stepped up in a big way as well. Um, it just is what it is. What else can you say? Carl uh, Carl versus Hassan Whiteside. Fun matchup, and it's nice to see Carl able to get 35 points on Hassan Whiteside. Very impressive, honestly. Hassan seemed to get the shots he needed to down the stretch, and Dragic was really the main factor in the win. It's all about Rubio and Towns right now, and you'd love to see Wiggins come back after after a nasty week and uh, have a strong one here. I... I don't know what to say. I do think both of them will score over 20. How about that? And I do think uh, Rubio will get double-digit assists. It's like, you know, okay, that's real basic stuff. But I am expecting all that to happen to Miami. I, I don't see a 3 of 18 type of night for Andrew Wiggins. And I don't see Towns struggling that much either. Uh, very nice performance last time around. I expect to see it again, honestly, versus Hassan Whiteside. 
I think Carl Anthony Towns gets in the upper 20s, the low 30s. Wiggins, like, low to mid-20s. And again, Rubio, upper upper numbers. But I think Miami's going to win. It's in Miami. And I don't know. That's not the only reason. It's they're playing so well. The Wolves almost never win there. But then again, I guess they did win there last year with Sam Mitchell. But again, the Heat, the Heat were kind of like in that early stage of the season last year where they stunk. And they stunk real bad early this year, too. I'm going to go with the Miami Heat victory, though. I, I don't really trust the Wolves on the road in Miami at this stage. Miami will win the game one. Let's go lower scoring in this one. It was very high last time around, 115-113. Uh, the Wolves' defense has improved a bit since then. And Miami generally is a defensive team with uh, with semi-young Mr. Eric Spolster, who's been with the organization for 22 years, if you can imagine that. Hired by Pat Riley as a quite young man coming into that uh, organization when Riley jumped on board in, back in good old 95. Um, like when I was still in high school. <laughs> um, but I think the Miami Heat win, a, I'm going to go with the final score of 108 to 102. Miami Heat will win the game. And it's going to pretty much be, the, the it's going to be about Dragic and Whiteside. I mean, I, I think those guys are just going to have a big, strong performance again. The Heat have just been playing so well of late. And, you know, they have injuries, but they're, it's the same guys that were out before. And, Quite frankly, other than Justin Winslow, uh, you know, who is okay, it's not a huge loss at this moment. And the Wolves, again, coming back from a loss of Nemanja Bielitsa, I don't think that's going to be good down low for the Wolves uh, at the end of the day. So Miami wins 108-102. Let's go with the New Orleans Pelicans, who's been an even nastier matchup for whatever freaking reason. Like, their record sucks, but they roll over the Wolves every bleeping time. So are the Wolves going to win a game this week? Well, if they do, I, I predict Sunday, March 19th, they'll, they'll, if they're going to win one game this week, I mean, there's a chance we could go 0-3, and, and that really sucks. It's time for Carl Anthony Towns and the Wolves to overcome this New Orleans Pelican team. And Carl did have a wonderful, wonderful game last time around. But can he, uh, hopefully can he do it again. It was a very entertaining overall game, but New Orleans still rolled all over the Wolves. Just look at these scores. Just look at them. They're disgusting. Uh, Wednesday, November 23rd, 117.96. That is horseshit. <laughs> Pardon my French. I didn't even mean to say that. And then Friday, Feb the 10th. Again, happy birthday to my dad and my nephews on the same day there. 122 to 106. Like, what is that? Like, really? In Target Center? Really, guys? 122. Disgusting. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Um, it was a fun game because uh, with with Carl and and Carl and Anthony, right? Carl Anthony and Anthony Davis, just a fun game there. Forty two for Anthony Davis, thirty six for Carl Anthony Towns. They didn't even get a double double, which is crazy. Uh, Anthony Davis did though. Overall, amazing performance. Drew Holiday just exploded in the game, though he did have nine turnovers. What the hell? Almost had a triple double because of the turnovers, but five steals helped make up for that a bit. Overall, awesome game for the New Orleans Pelicans, even though it was a very fun game for Wiggins and Towns, but pretty much the rest. I mean, Rubio got his 12 assists, which is great, but other than that, not a whole lot of help going on from the Shabazz Muhammad, the Kargi Shangs, and, and others. Brandon Rush was adequate in the game, actually, for his standards, nine points. But, man, just an overall yucky game. Um, Tamanya and Lance Stevenson both had uh, combined for one point in the game, which is funny, so I guess we won't miss him as much. <sighs> Somehow I sense, see, this is the season wrap-up. New Orleans has already won the three-game series. Season wrap-up, I'm going to, you know, I wouldn't, I, I've got a sneaky feeling the Wolves are going to overcome the New Orleans Pelicans and win. I, I hope I'm right. I really do. Uh, 48% from three-point range last time around. Are you kidding? 60% from the floor. 
somehow, some way, I think the Wolves are going to get mad, and I think the defense is going to improve against this club. I mean, you can't keep getting crushed by the New Orleans Pelicans. It doesn't make sense. I know they're they're talented, but it doesn't make any sense. And yeah, you got Boogie Cousins too now. That's like I'm almost forgetting about that part. <laughs> but they haven't been winning. Somehow, some way, ah, boy, you know, I'm kind of scared because of that matchup. But again, they haven't been winning games, so that's the one side of things. You just have to hope and pray that the chemistry between those guys continues to be a struggle. They are 27 and 41 of late. They are four and four and six in their last ten. The Wolves six and four, which is really surprisingly good, considering you know like uh, the Wolves have just been steadily better than during the course of the season. I'm going to predict the Wolves overcome this. Carl gets some kind of crazy 39 point performance, 39 points, 13 rebounds, maybe three four blocks. I got a feeling Carl's just going to go off. And, you know, beat the New Orleans Pelicans finally. I just have a sneaky feeling. I might be crazy. I might be absolutely nuts and maybe should have picked Wolves to win the Miami Heat if we're going to win one. But I've just got a weird feeling that somehow this team is going to overcome what's been going on with the New Orleans Pelicans. Because it's got to happen at some point. And you've had seesaw battles with clubs during the course of the season where you get crushed and then all of a sudden they come back and win. So... Because the Wolves are a developing team, and some nights they're just showing signs of the future, and I think you'll see a positive sign of the future in the game. Carl Anthony Towns, 39 points, and I expect Wiggins also to be in the upper 20s. I got a sneaky feeling, as again, you're going to need even more production. Because, I mean, guys like Nemanja Bielitsa end up being out. It doesn't help. Uh, He'd been playing well, and it's really sad to see this happen. But I, I just expect, again... Other guys to step up, and you'll see something going on. You might even see a Jordan Hill sighting during the course of this week. In fact, I kind of hope, for his sake, that you do see a Jordan Hill sighting. And if you don't, boy, oh boy. Whew. Boy, does Tom Thibodeau hate him. I'm going to go with the Wolves winning, though, like I said. It's going to be a fairly surprising score. Fairly surprising. You're going to suddenly see something like 106-100 Minnesota over New Orleans. It's going to surprise a lot of people. And we're going to be very happy about it. I, I could be way off, but I, I just got a sneaky, sneaky feeling. And that's what radio is. It's opinions. I'm not a fact. You know, I give facts, but I also give opinions, too. It's not a fact the Wolves are going to win. It's an opinion the Wolves are going to win. So we'll just go with that at this point. Again, not no major uh, no major injuries other than uh, Omer Asik had been sick as of Feb 22nd. So I don't know. I, I Somehow I think he's overcome that by now. But that's just my guess. That's a long time ago. I don't know why they still list that. Tuesday, 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 March the 21st, the Wolves host the San Antonio Spurs. Now, unless they Popovich it, which is getting a lot of scrutiny because the Warriors Popovich Popovich last week and got their ass kicked, which is awesome. I love that. Yeah, after the Wolves beat them, they Popovich themselves, which is hilarious, which means sitting down your star players because because the, the, our schedule is too harsh. You know, screw you. Well, you know, I understand, but you can't do that. You, you can't go on national television and give a jig giant fu to the to the to the NBA fans and to the the uh, the corporations that are paying you billions of dollars. And the reason these players are making hundreds of millions of dollars now because of this gargantuan contract, it was a horse crap horse crap move. I understand the frustration with the schedule, but get over it, baby. Get over it. I mean, you know. Good part is they ain't going to win no 70 games this year, and that pretty much sealed the deal when the Spurs rolled all over those SOBs. And you know what? So be it. And, of course, Popovich is going to Popovich, and I, I'm sick of it, too. I'm tired of it. It's not good. Um, last time around, the Wolves played very well against the Spurs in San Antonio. The Wolves have actually hung in pretty well. I mean, single-digit losses 
in the last two, December the 6th, 105-91, not so good. And then 122-114, that was again the last time Wiggins had scored under 20 points. He only had 10 in the game because Kawhi Leonard is just a two-way superstar. He's like the best defensive player in the league, and he's one of the best offensive players in the league. How he can just slither right past you. He, he, I mean, he, he, it's almost... You know, I'll compare him to Iceman as a super defender. That's basically what he is. And it's not just because he's on the Spurs. His style kind of reminds me of the Iceman a little bit. The way he just kind of goes in with those finger rolls and gets past people, kind of the quick quick foot, uh, first step and all that. And, of course, Iceman played long, long ago, like 35 years ago. But, I don't know, he, he reminds me of him a little bit. And, I don't know, I wouldn't be surprised if Iceman had some type of part in Kawhi's development behind the scenes the last few years, I wouldn't be surprised because Kawhi was not this type of offensive player that he's become. And yeah, um, to me, early in the year, I was the first person to talk about Kawhi Leonard as MVP. Most people were always pretty much, uh, you know, uh, it was pretty much James Harden, Rusty or Russell, (laughs) Russell Westbrook, and LeBron James, guys like that. LeBron James, a distant third, just because, you know, the other two guys are putting up numbers off the charts. It just shows how good the Warriors could have, uh, excuse me, the Thunder could have been. But, man, that's frightening when you think about that. I mean, jeez, three, three MVP candidate type of guys. That's insane. But, no, um, Russell Westbrook looks up great numbers, but then they still lose. I mean, he, he got like 60 points and they still lose? Well, I, I, I don't know. It kind of like, reminds me of Allen Iverson a little bit who I thought was a little tiny bit overrated. A little bit, you know? But uh, that's just me. That's my opinion. Um, I don't think Westbrook's overrated. It's just still, they still lost the game. You know, good on him to put in the great effort, though. I mean, okay, I understand he's putting in the effort. And he can't help it sometimes if there isn't a whole lot of help. Trust me, those of us at work sometimes would have a pretty good idea what that means. <laughs> so, uh, but Kawhi Leonard, the way he just rolled past Andrew Wiggins again and shut him down and ended that 20-game streak, and since then, Wiggins has been struggling. It's as if Kawhi got in his head. I don't know. I mean, unless Kawhi Leonard is sitting out in the game, which I don't think he will be, Spurs are probably going to sweep the season series. I mean, the Wolves played great against them, and this one will be on ESPN, which is great. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't like Wiggins versus Kawhi Leonard. I don't. I don't like anybody versus Kawhi Leonard. Jimmy Butler. The guy we were going to give up half our freaking farm for in the summertime was in this was having the same problems against Kawhi Leonard earlier this year. So don't trade for Jimmy Butler. <laughs> it's not going to get you anywhere, all right? Not if you want to get past San Antonio at some point in time because Kawhi's not going away unless he gets bored and wants to go to the, back to the Indiana Pacers or something, which is where he got drafted. Oops, Larry, 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 Larry. Who's taking second in that one, Larry? Hmm. Remember the whole three-point contest? Who's going to take second? Well, you took second in that one, buddy. Uh, and I love Larry Bird, but mm, Larry, Larry, Larry. You got schooled by the New England Patriots of basketball, man. You know? Bill Belichick of basketball. That's, uh, even though politically they're probably polar opposites. I'll, I'll, I'll side with Belichick, not with Popovich. So on that one, um, that's just me. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I have to pick the Spurs because, you know, as well as the Wolves played last time, it's almost like they're toying with us like Kobe Bryant and Shaq used to do. You know, and, and it, you know, the Wolves played great in that game. Seriously, they did. But the way the Spurs just kind of turned the turned the switch and said, screw this, we're not going to lose. So I'll pick San Antonio. Lower scoring game, though. Again, I'm feeling more and more confident about the defense of this team. It, it has its ups and downs, and you're going to see triple digits this week. 
San Antonio is still going to make triple digits. We'll go with a, a final score, 102-97. to 97. Good, strong game by the Wolves, but Kawhi and the Spurs will overcome, and they'll win the game. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge is back, cleared to play again. If, if if he was out, that would be a factor, but still, Kawhi Leonard is, is what makes that team go. I mean, if Kawhi Leonard is out, it's like it's game over, man. Unless, of course, again, the Warriors Popovich themselves, which they did. Um, Spurs win 102-197, if I remember correctly. Uh, you know, Carl's going to have his nice big game and all that. But, it's, again, the whole Kawhi and Wiggins matchup is what's killing it for me. And that's pretty much my analysis coming into the game. So, there it is. Wolves go 1-2 and two this week. Let's get back with some fan interaction. And first of all, you'll hear from Marcus the Forecaster again, but just me reading a text, not uh, unfortunately, but it is. <laughs> Forecast will make a return to the air, at least in that sense. back here on Timberwolves Explosion segment number three, fan interaction segment. Let's open things up with Marcus the Forecaster getting some thoughts in. Nice to hear from him again as hopefully we can make this more consistent. He says, Wiggins is a good player when his shots go in. He's basically a player who's either very hot or very cold. Uh, I agree. I don't think that he'll ever be consistent. Maybe when he gets older, he can learn how to adjust his focus on affecting the game differently when his shots are, are not falling. But I don't think that'll happen because he seems too indifferent when it comes to the winning. Hmm. So trade him ASAP. LOL. Uh oh. Well, all right then. Well, I guess we'll jump right into Twitter at Wolves Explosion. At Wolves Explosion. I want to thank all of you for interacting always. Thank, uh, thank you very much, Vince Germano. And Levi Wilson-Brown out of New Zealand. Vince Germano is out of Melbourne, Australia. Thank you guys for retweeting the last show. Episode one number 194. Steps, Serious steps forward. Really cool indeed. Again, it's at Wolves Explosion. And, yep, Tanae also retweeting it. Sorry, Tanae did too. So I kind of mentioned that. <laughs> yep, thank you guys so much. Tanae commenting here says, Sorry for the lack of input recently, mate. Haven't been able to watch any games with where I'm working, unfortunately. Oh, man. And I, I, I can relate to that. It's happened many times to me in the past or having to catch up or whatever. And sometimes you just, you know, catching up is a pain in the ass, too, sometimes. He says, still here, listening and loving the show, though, mate. And thank you very much, Tanae. Again, out of New Zealand. That's Tanae's takes, the king of Tanae's takes there. Uh, occasionally calling in with the Wolves here. Uh, or, you know, sending in a audio submission. Same thing as calling in, basically. Um... Where are we now? Aaron Aaron Grosshung responding to, uh, and, and Andy Olsen both liked it when I said bleep Greg Monroe, and he kept making all those close shots. It just was so frustrating. Even as lame of a player as he can be sometimes, it's like he just he just magically made the shots he needed to against the Wolves, though, didn't he? Um, and I was getting really ticked off with... I was getting really tick, ticked off with the whole thing with the... Uh, that whole night, but then you also saw uh, Isaiah Thomas make a nice pass, uh, or a nice play. I was saying uh, Isaiah Thomas did a bat like a volleyball player there. Pretty amazing. And that was when the, before the Celtics played uh, the Wolves, too. So that was pretty cool. Um, and I was complaining how we couldn't score for our lives. That was against... Yeah, we'll come back to that in a little bit. That was against the Bucks. It was really frustrating in that stretch. Uh, I was saying, yep, 10 assists by Rubio, pretty insane. Yep, Levi was liking that and retweeting it. Same with Tanae. And Levi says, remember, 
at the start of the season. He was breaking threes and getting booed at home. Now, where was it? Tanae said something, too. i got to find it real quick. i got to have to go back, backtrack. I'll come back to it in a second. Um, yep, that was uh, Ricky Rubio. Yeah, that's just amazing how well he's been playing. He's responding to the 10 assists. There's a Levi there. He was responding to that. He says, now he probably outplayed CP3, Curry, and Wall in the last week, not to mention the triple-double against the Spurs. And, yeah, he's been absolutely great. Uh, that's why he got the, uh, that's why he got, Ricky Rubio got the, the uh, uh, Alpha Wolf Award. So we continue here. He says, if he keeps up, I don't think there would be many others who are a better fit for the Wolves. Again, him being uh, Rubio. Levi wraps up this sec- this section for the moment, says Dunn ha- hasn't been great, but still really impressed with him on the defensive end. And yes, he keeps up with his man, and that, that counts a lot for me, as far as I'm concerned there. Kind of following a couple of people back, getting distracted by that. Today said something in, uh, earlier, and it disappeared. Still here listening and loving the show, mate. I, I thought, is that where, is that what I'm getting? Yep, there you go, and I was thinking, thank you very much. So that is right, okay, I, I did read it. So thank you very much, uh, listening and loving the show. Yep, thank you very much, Tanae, always. Um, so let's get to the Facebook page. First, I'll give a shout-out to Flip's Army. Flip's Army on Facebook. Look that up. Nice in-game conversation and, you know, during the during the week as well, during different stories, posts, and all that. Really nice Facebook page. Recommend you to go there and follow or like that, basically. Please do like the Timberwolves Explosion page if you could. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Again, all this information will be in the show description, the Twitter account, and the Facebook page for Timberwolves Explosion. Please do join the page if you could and interact with me like many others have been of late. And it's... You know, I, I just enjoy the hell out of it. I'm not sure. This might be a quieter week, but we'll see. It's kind of, it bounces. Sometimes I think it's quiet, and then there's a lot in the visitor posts because I, I kind of get in and out. I get confused by different weeks. No response to the last show, at least on Facebook. On Twitter, though, yep, today I was loving it. And then, uh, yep, the update of Nemanja Bielitsa. Well, Mr. Manager of the Season, we get some commentary popping in here today. Out of New Zealand says he was starting to become a solid contributor. It's a shame he's out now. And I was saying, doesn't that just figure? You know, doesn't that just figure? How right when the guy's playing well, boom. Uh, and then Hank McCoy says, but who will miss the open three pointers when you need them most? Zing. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and I and I said Wiggins. Zing. Yep. Even bigger zig, right? <laughs> because Wiggins is the one missing the open threes of late, and it's annoying to watch. Just weak little shots. But okay, he makes them too. Um, it's frustrating. Uh, let's see, where are we? Friday, Friday. Um, yeah, these I can read because the Warriors game. So, yeah, we'll start with this one. Well, a, well, a win is a win, I guess, even the ugly ones. I, I think even you would have to admit, Joey, the officiating was horrible all night for both teams. I can't help but wonder how different this Timberwolves team would be had they pulled the trigger on the Kevin Love deal for Clay Thompson all those years ago. Interesting thought. Yeah, I mean, uh, we wouldn't be as good, no. Because, uh, But then again, there's Wiggins. We probably wouldn't have been in position to get the last play- pick. I don't know. And the, and the Warriors would have never won a championship, most likely. Um, I don't know. That's interesting, isn't it? Interesting thought. It's like, I think things would be so different. And of course, see, Wiggins right now is frustrating us. But still, he still has some wonderful games. And he's, he's saved the day sometimes. And... You know, quite frankly, I do think him being there helps space the floor for Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, without a doubt it does, because you got to focus on Wiggins, too. So, yeah, uh, Joseph Phillips out of... And, of course, you would have to space the floor with the Clay Thompson, too. No kidding. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, things would definitely be different. Different. Would they be better? No. I, I don't think the Wolves would be better with that, no. Uh, 
but even as, as good as Thompson is, he's just a, he's just a he's more of a shooting guard type. You're not necess- he's not necessarily going to lead the team. His style isn't really like a, a team leader style, where like a Carl Anthony Towns can be. Uh, Joseph Phillips says it's it is damn wonderful to see it all come together at both ends. We're winning games. Hell, even the Jelly Man is playing well, and now he got hurt. Yep, and it's unbelievable. Yeah. <sighs> and I was calling the Warriors a bunch of entitled schmucks, and I'm tired of Curry, or Kerr. I'm tired of Curry, too, no kidding. Um, and Hank McCoy says, still an ugly officiated game. Wolves started the game so strong, they had the Warriors on the back until the fourth quarter, and then they just started making too many mistakes. A win like this does wonders for their playoff chances. Now they just have to take care of business against the lower-level teams, and yeah, they didn't beat the Bucks. Um, Bucks aren't necessarily lower level anymore either, though. And the Wolves need to beat the, the Pelicans this week. They have to beat the Pelicans this week, uh, without a doubt. And I don't know what just happened here, and it's frustrating. Uh, why did it do that? <laughs> Let's just. That is really frustrating, I have to say, but it is what it is. There we go. I came right back. Beautiful. Um. Where is the original post? Okay, or no, let's go back to the other ones. Uh, Hank says that Warriors game isn't close if the Wolves do a lot of things, but for me, you have to replace Demania with another stressor who can hit big shots when needed. Missing open shot after open shot really hurt the Wolves and allowed the Warriors window back in the game. Um, yeah, it, it allowed the Warriors a window back in the game, pardon me. And that's true. Uh, Joseph Phillips says, how many mouth guards did Curry get through? Hank says, seven. Yep, that's about how it goes there. And no, I mean, Demania has his moments where he stinks too. And yes, so many crappy shots and and he'll miss to the side. Just ugly looking threes. So no, I mean, Demania definitely doesn't go without faults. And yes, the the, uh, officiating was frustrating for both sides. Yes, Hank, without a doubt. It was annoying to watch, to be quite honest. Um... It was frustrating on our end and frustrating on their end, but I guess we'll take the breaks when we can get them to when the Warriors don't get their way and they act all freaking out. Uh, Vince Germano says, How good is Rubio? I've always kept the faith with this kid. I knew he had this in him. And yes, yeah, I mean, good for you for sticking with him. Uh, Vince Germano, you look a lot smarter than a lot of us earlier in the year that were bashing him. So good for him. Um, And I do apologize for it at the moment. Uh, I don't need to really make a huge apology about it. Because I still, in the past, would defend him because I was saying that you have all these athletic players around him who can score. Maybe you don't need him to be a Chris Paul type of player. And, but at the time, it seemed like he wasn't getting assists either. He was missing shots, and he wasn't getting assists either. So it was a frustrating first month or two of the season. But then something clicked, and then it's gotten even stronger post uh, the uh, trade deadline. So very cool. Very good thoughts there, Vince Germano. Sometimes I need to slow down. I think I'm talking too fast, and it's kind of irritating maybe listeners out there so i apologize for that uh, <laughs> so just want to thank you guys so very much for being a part of this show please tell your friends about it if you could please do give a positive rating on itunes if you could as well or stitcher i'll give you a big thank you on the air and appreciate it oh so very much there is a phone line and again multiple ways to get on the show like your voice with mine here there's a phone line 209 736 7877 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling in to Timberwolves Explosion. And give your side statement, shout-out, comment, question, whatever it is. And join me on air. And it would be greatly appreciated. You also have the uh, Call Now button on the Facebook page. Very simple. Just click the Call Now button and it goes through Facebook Messenger to the same phone line and treat it the exact same way. 
And then the final route is audio submission. You use your uh, smart, you know, your smart device, your Samsung phone, your your iPhone, whatever it is, Android, iPhone, whatever, Windows, BlackBerry does still exist. And uh, you know, I, I I hope they make a comeback because competition is a good thing in this world. I gotta tell you, it only makes everybody better. Um, just use the free voice recorder on your phone. There's free apps if there isn't one already on there, but usually there is already one on there. Just use that. Treat it the same way as you would a phone call. Email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com. Paladinolive at yahoo.com. Send that. Just send that to the... Yeah, again, like I said, email it there. The information will be in the show description along with the phone line and the Facebook page, the Twitter account, all that. All there in the show description on iTunes, Stitcher, Double Twist, and, of course, the sportsstuff.com as well. So, again, want to thank you all very much. Again, tell a friend if you could. And those of you that have, God bless you. I appreciate you so much. And those of you that have been retweeting Brave the Wild, too. It's usually guys from this show, like Hank and, and Tanae, and I, uh, excuse me, uh, uh, Vince and Tanae, pardon me. I, 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 it's like I, I tend to forget to say anything on there, but I'll say it here now, and I try to try to remember to say it on there too. Because sometimes, uh, sometimes there isn't a whole lot of back and forth, but there will be a lot of back and forth on Twitter this week, like unusual. But I got to give you a shout out for that too. Thank you very much again for retweeting the show on Twitter for Timberwolves Explosion and Brave the Wild, and even Purple Mafia, which I mentioned on that show. But uh, yeah, expect a lot of. <laughs> A lot of uh, back and forth on Twitter for Brave the Wild this week. In fact, a ra- record. We'll talk about that. We're major record, we'll say. Uh, <laughs> the most viral tweet of all time of any show I've ever done took place on that show. So it just happened because I was pissed off and Blackhawk fans kind of took advantage of it. Yeah, but it, it, hey, man, it is what it is. <laughs> Chicago Blackhawk fans. Those of you that, yeah, that's a, obviously one of the bullies of the NHL right now. Um, So that is what it is. Thank you again very much. God bless you, and we will talk to you again next week where hopefully the Wolves can come out of things fairly successful.